involved with Children's Church? Several years, yeah. She's, she's done a great job with this. She really puts a lot of thought into the direction for what gets taught in Sunday school, and she makes a great effort to make sure there is good communication, that everything's covered, and everybody knows what's going on, which I really appreciate. So thank you, Diane, for all that you do. Uh, Diane's going to talk a little bit about what goes on in Sunday school and children's ministries, and then she's going to introduce some volunteers who are going to talk a little bit about it too. So... Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Put this down. In thinking about what I was going to say today, I thought the Lord reminded me first of some very motivating verses. So the first verse I was selected to was in Luke 18, verses 16, 17. These are going to be verses that are very familiar to you. This was when um, the disciples were trying to keep the children away from Jesus. And Jesus said to them, he called them, that's the children, to himself. He said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And so I think that's very motivating that the children are very, very important to Jesus. And he wants the children to come to them, and they're important to us that we um, help them know Jesus. The second passage that I selected, or was the Lord reminded me of, was in Matthew 18. And here, um, Jesus is discussing humility with his disciples. And when he did, he brought a child into their midst and put them, put that child in the midst of them, and he said, verse 3, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. For whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the depths of the sea. Ooh, I thought, wow, what a great responsibility this is for us as teachers in bringing the word of God to them. And I thought, wow, this is really, really important because even in verse 14, later in the chapter of 18, it says, Jesus says, for it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that any one of these little ones should perish. And all, he wants all of them and all of us to know him. So I was like, wow, what motivation, uh, what responsibility. So we are very, I'm going to talk kind of for the teachers here in general, but we are very thankful for the opportunity to teach the children here of God's words. But And so it's an honor also, but we consider it a great responsibility. And so we really humbly come doing so to want to encourage them in a relationship with Jesus and not um, discourage them, want to help them to know God and grow in him and through Jesus Christ. So and one other benefit I feel that a couple other benefits that we get as teachers when we um, humbly prepare and to teach them is that we get to grow in the Lord too 
And so I really am thankful for that opportunity um, to get back into the Word always and, and learn more as I'm teaching also. And then I think the last thing I thought about was it's a great joy to see how the children do grow in the Lord and the insight that God has given them when I ask questions of them and they come up with something, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> and so some of those um, teachings, I think, are sometimes from the families, though, too. I think we have some families doing some good teaching at home. So I appreciate that for, with the children. Not so much our teaching, but maybe the teaching they're getting at home. Yeah. And I just wanted to give one example of a child, and I'm just not going to mention his name, but um, he w- one activity that we do, um, oh, I should say before COVID that we did, is we would take the children, the third through sixth graders, out caroling to a nursing home. In fact, we visited um, Nettie Hudson's home several years. And um, when we go caroling, we go up and down the hallway singing and passing out cards Maybe it was a love cards on Valentine's Days or resurrection cards on Easter's or Thanksgiving cards on Thanksgiving or Christmas. It depends on which holiday we were going around um, singing. And um, one child was very, very reluctant, I could tell, in going on this little service project that we did. Um, but after going on this project, I could tell he really enjoyed sharing with those residents in the home, and the next time, he was more than happy, let's go, and singing out really loud. So it was really good. It was really neat to see. So anyway, it's a joy to work with the kids, and we just um, so thankful for that honor to do that. And so in doing this program, we developed teams that go with two classes. We have a pre-K to second grade class and a third through sixth grade class, and we have teams for each one of these, so that each teacher only has to teach once a month, 12 times a year, basically, or, um, and if they can't teach on the Sunday that they're um, supposed to be teaching, they can trade with one of the three others and still only have to teach one Sunday a month, and that makes an opportunity for those teachers to be in services 75% of the time. So I think that's kind of cool. So I wanted to introduce you to these teachers and then in these teams, first, they are the pre-K through second grade um, teachers and their helpers. We have a helper that goes with them. The first team on the first Sunday is Megan and John Failer. And then we have <laughs> second Sunday. Oh, you guys, we got a whole list. Let's wait until the end to give our claps, okay? Um, second Sunday is James Thorpe and James Manchester. They take turns between being helper and teacher, so actually they only lead six times a year. Um, next team, third week, is Sarah Joy and Elijah or Caitlin, depending on helping there. And the fourth team on the fourth Sunday is Carla and Thomas Diaz, who teaches. Okay, and that's just that first team. The second team, let's wait, is third through sixth graders. For, um, the first Sunday is myself, and helper is Andrew Thorpe. And the second Sunday is Karen Shupak with helper Faith Feathers. Um, the third Sunday is Charlene Dunn with helper Nancy Harkins. And the fourth Sunday is Jody McIndorfer and Caleb Clutter. On the fifth Sundays, we do still keep up 
um, teaching because the curriculum is really full. We get way, way, way behind actually on time, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, but um, so um, actually Megan and Sarah Joy take turns teaching that fifth Sunday. So they actually get to teach 14 times a year versus the others, only 12. And then on the upper team, because there's four teachers and there's four um, fifth Sundays in a year, we each take one. So we each get to teach 13 times a year. Anyway, statistics, big deal. Anyway, okay. So, um, yeah, and I wanted to also acknowledge the fact that we do draw from basic sometimes different people to help in the helpers when some of them can't make it or whatever. So Daniel Doe does sometimes. Evangeline Failer, and I mentioned Caitlin, and so I might have missed somebody there, but anyway, thankful for basic, basicers being willing to help out. Um, Ethan, have you helped? No, okay. Anyway, some of them are busy with the um, uh, nursery, too, so they're up there, too. Okay, so now I wanted to explain to you the curriculum that we use. It's called Answers Bible Curriculum, ABC. And we've been using it for over five or six years. That helps me give an idea in terms of how long I've been here. Um, and it was a three-year sequence. It goes through the Bible chronologically. And um, it has with it memory verses that go with the lessons. They have you know, different activities, age appropriate for them. And um, they have a handout. If I'm going to back up. I, um, I think I like the curriculum, a couple reasons, is that it keeps it very straight on the word. It keeps it scripturally basic, good for the kids, good application for them, not some far out thing you're just reaching with, but what the Bible says. And then with the lesson, um, it actually gives a scriptural and historical background research on all those lessons for those teachers it can be a page or two that is helpful, and they can actually do extra preparation for that. I really like those myself, um, looking at that in preparation for the lesson. So um, those are good. And then at the end for the students, um, we give a handout every Sunday to those students who, can, for the um, pre-K, second grade, they can just take them home so the parents can know what they're doing. I think there might be some activities of families, so to speak, can do together, and they know what we've done to reinforce the lesson and bring some things home. The third through sixth graders and their handout, they have activities in there, like from crossword puzzles, unscramble things, do things like that, but in encouraging the kids to get into the words. They even actually have a daily verse to look at related to the um, passage that we have um, went through in Sunday school. So I think, you know, I really enjoy that. And actually the third through sixth graders, if they bring their sheet back, showing it completed and what they've done, they get a little extra reward too. But anyway, um, so, so that's kind of um, the curriculum that we're doing. The thing about it, um, Answers has updated that curriculum this past year. And so instead of a three-year sequence through the Bible, they've changed it to a four-year sequence. And I was examining that and thinking and looking at that, whether we should change that or not. And I really feel that we should change from the third to the fourth year uh, sequence because I like the changes that they made. Instead of, uh, 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 just give you an example, instead of a, a three-year, a three-week lesson on the Noah's Ark, we have a one-week lesson think it's a bit more appropriate. Anyway, and there's much more 
um, emphasis on the life of Christ in there. We have 120 lessons in the Old Testament in the new curriculum and 80 lessons in the, um, did I say New Testament? I meant Old Testament. Okay, 120 lessons in the Old Testament and 80 lessons in the New Testament. So anyway, it will take four years to get through. And then I'm hoping that when we get the new curriculum, I'm going to start both classes in the middle of October um, on that new curriculum on the same lesson so that the families, no matter what ages they're in and what grades they're in, have the same Bible passage that they're going through so that they can um, reinforce it together. And so we're hoping to get that and keep them together, <laughs> I hope. Anyway, um, so uh, that's on our plan. In fact, um, I wanted to talk, and I think I've talked to most of you guys, but I would like to have a little Sunday school meeting at the end of a service, right before five minutes, talk about the curriculum, show you guys the scope and sequence of it real quick, right here in the corner by the windows, um, just for five minutes, and if you guys have any questions or whatever, and if not, whatever, we move on, whatever. So we'll um, like to have a little meeting on that. And the other thing is, you saw in the bulletin today, it was graduation. We usually have a graduation that comes for the kids that they move up from one class to the next, usually around the time the school begins or basic starts over again. So we, we declared this Sunday as graduation Sunday for those who want to move up um, and, or age appropriate to move up. And so actually this year, um, one of the other things I was going to say was that um, we've had less attendance, um, you know, because we had less kids in our uh, Sunday school when I first started. So my prayer is to have some more kids and more families in our church um, to uh, supplement and, and help the program or the kids. But I was just going to say the only kid that graduated today was Bo, so I have to highlight him, <laughs> into basic, yay. I'm going to miss you, Bo. Anyway, okay. So um, last but not least, I wanted to share with you the fact that the children do get an opportunity to share of Christ in the Christmas program. And so I've been praying about that, what, what the kids should be doing, what the Lord would have the kids do for Christmas. I haven't come up with anything yet. So please join me in prayer for that <laughs> coming up this Christmas. Um, a lot of times I have something already by now, but I don't this year yet. So anyway, so pray for that. And so um, I would also just say if, if there's anyone interested in helping with Sunday school and hasn't been approached by me, sorry, you are welcome to come to the meeting this um, right after service and uh, find out how you could, we can gradually incorporate you in some of the teams and stuff like that. No problem, okay? Um, so thank you again for all your prayers and support. And so we're going to have um, next just a couple of the teachers come who are in each one of the teams. So I think I'll just call up Charlene next from the um, third through sixth grade team. Thank you, Charlene. Um, I just want to say, read from this Jesus Storybook Bible because Sally Lloyd-Jones expresses my heart on studying the Bible. So this is, the Bible is most of all a story. It's an adventure story about a young hero 
who comes from a far country to win back his lost treasure. It's a love story about a brave prince who leaves his palace, his throne, everything to rescue the one he loves. It's like the most wonderful of fairy tales that has come true in real life. You see, the best thing about this story is it's true. There are lots of stories in the Bible, but all the stories are telling one big story, the story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. And it takes the whole Bible to tell this story. And at the center of the story, there is a baby. And every story in this Bible whispers his name. He's like the missing piece in a puzzle, the piece that makes all the other pieces fit together. And suddenly, you can see a beautiful picture. And this is no ordinary baby. This is the child upon whom everything would depend. That just says it for me. So um, I just believe that we have to live by the word of God. It's the most important thing in this life. And uh, Deuteronomy 8.3, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. And Isaiah 48, 40, verse 8, we sang this as a song in Good News Club. But anyway, it's the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. So when everything else is falling apart, we need the word of God, so we need to tell our kids. So, um, all right. So um, I agree with Diane, too. There's something about preparing the lesson that really helps my own walk with God. And hearing myself tell the kids God's word encourages me, too. So, um, and it's not, it's not me. Um, something I learned when we went to Kenya back in 09, I think it was, um, is if you trust God, he'll put the words in your mouth. And uh, Matthew 10, 1920, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit speaking through you. And so we need to prepare the word, but God does that. And it's really awesome when he does it. Okay. It's just, yeah. So um, also 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Anyway, so we keep going. Um. And I think about teaching the regular TCF kids, like Diane said, they get good teaching at home, and it's just a joy to teach them. It's a challenge when we get kids from the neighborhood who don't have any background in the word and even struggle with reading. But uh, it's definitely, definitely worth it. And uh, 
1 Corinthians 15, 58, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So um, this too, I, last Saturday we had a child evangelism rally to get good news clubs going again. And um, something they said that George Barna, uh, I guess you guys know who he is, that he says, what you believe at the age of 13 is pretty much what you're going to die believing. So when you think about that, we need to reach these kids. I mean, statistically, before they hit 13, if we can. So um, let's see. And then I had a scripture from Psalm 78. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, and the wonders that he has done. That's Psalm 78, verse 4. And um, so I've been doing children's church since our son Brian was three years old. That was 1984. And I will keep doing this as long as God gives me the strength to do it. It's just a joy. So thank you. Good morning. Well, it was a toss-up for me whether to start with a joke or prayer. So I think I'm going to go with prayer. Father, your word says to um, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, Father, I thank you um, that you redeemed me. And I thank you for what you did for me and for this whole world through Jesus. I thank you for the honor and the privilege um, to teach children your truth. And I pray, God, that you would be honored and glorified um, through this little talk, Father. So I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Uh, So John and I teach the uh, pre-K through second grade classroom. And we've done so for about eight years, I think, unless my math is off. We actually had Bo. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, now he's in basic, so I think that, you know, makes it valid, the the length of time that we've done it. Um, But it's only one Sunday a month, so it's not not a burden. It's not difficult to do that. Um, And initially, our two oldest kiddos were in that class, and so we like to be a part of what our kids are doing and what our kids are learning, so... Um, it just kind of made sense for us to be able to, to help in that capacity. Um, and we just like to, to fill a need if we can. And so that was something that we could do. We keep creating a cycle, so it looks like we'll be involved with, you know, the children's area for a few more years anyway. So, um, But what we enjoy about it is we really, um, we really love getting to know the kids when they're little, um, just to spend time with them, get to know them, because obviously we, we grow together in ministry. So that's a blessing to us, and um, we also like to be a blessing to the parents and also to the body, um, as there is a need for this, and so we um, hope that is a blessing to you guys. Um, We really love the curriculum, and Diane mentioned a little bit about it, but if you're not familiar with Answers in Genesis, it's a wonderful resource. Um, They really, they, they take a lot of the challenging questions that perhaps young people and even adults have regarding, um, evolution and dinosaurs and science and things, and they, they really present a very valid um, reasoning behind how God's word is absolutely accurate, and science uh, just folds right into that. So starting with God's word and then having your questions answered through that 
has just made absolute sense to us. It's helped me. I know when Evangeline was little, she started to really like dinosaurs, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't have enough knowledge to really um, incorporate that, and so this ministry helped me with that a lot. So it's wonderful. Um, one of the, uh, Diane had mentioned the uh, Noah's Ark story. They're, they're very particular about teaching it accurately. So uh, I know you've seen like the pictures with like the giraffe's head poking out of the boat and everything. So if you think about when children are taught the Noah's Ark story like that, eventually they're going to grow up and they're going to think, why didn't they all drown? How did all the animals and the, the whole world fit into this tiny little uh, dinghy, essentially? And so what, what he's really passionate about is teaching the, the truth and the dimension of the Ark and how it, it's an archetype of salvation. And um, anyway, so some of the, some of the um, lessons are maybe a little bit high because some of our kids are, you know, we have four to like eight maybe or maybe not that old um so it can be a little challenging but um god really encouraged me that they are absorbing these truths and they're also very open to just receiving the love and just the fun that we have during that time um yeah and and all the the lessons of this particular curriculum um as it goes through the whole bible it just it it just tells the story of jesus of god's plan for redemption which is what you know kids Um, you don't have to convince them that God is real. You don't have to convince them that God loves them. They're so open to the truth, and it's such a blessing um, to walk with them through that and to see them uh, absorb it. Um, It can be a little high energy, for lack of a maybe more tactful word. Um, Sometimes, uh, you know, you you wonder, like, what are they they getting? Is this lesson too much for them, or are they really able to understand what I'm teaching? And... um, you know, God really encouraged me with just a um, little story with Jonathan. We had talked about Cain and Abel, which I don't think gets taught in preschool a lot. Maybe it does, but um, it's just the idea that, uh, you know, God tells us what's acceptable. You know, God gives us the um, the rules, if you will, for living, and it's not hard to follow them and to know them, you know, is good for us. And also that God is very concerned with our heart, and that's the, his, our motivations matter and our hearts matter. And, Again, with the high energy, sometimes you're trying to teach these things that even as an adult, you're still learning. You're still, you know, seeing your motivations kind of play out. And um, anyway, so, you know, you, you do the lesson, you feed a tasty snack, you play some games, you know, you pray. And uh, but later, Jonathan, um, who I think is a pretty prime example, you know, of high energy, um, you know, he was relating something he did or didn't do. You know, I don't remember what it was, kind of a confession. And he was like, uh I didn't, I didn't want a heart like Cain, so I had a heart like Abel. And it just, ble- and I hope I didn't confuse this, but it, it really just blessed me that he understood, like, the motivation mattered and the heart for what he was doing. Um, so that encouraged me. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's really all that I have. If you, like I said, it's, it's, no, it's not a difficult class to teach, and if you've ever wanted to dive in, I think that's a, a great thing to do, and it's a blessing. But I'll just end with uh, Psalm 127.3 that uh, children are a heritage from the Lord. And um, it's just, it really is a blessing to me to partner with God and taking care of that, that heritage as a body. So, and if you want to hear my joke, you can come ask me later. Aren't we blessed to have our children in the hands of these kind of people 
And I want you to know that all three of those ladies who, who spoke today um, have a lot more to do than just plan what they're going to say up here. And a lot more to do than just teach Sunday school. They're all very plugged in and busy with a lot of stuff. So thank you all for the time you invested. We appreciate it. We are so blessed. So uh, I'm going to wrap us up with prayer and dismiss us to be blessed again with some food. Uh, we're going to have our all-church potluck across the hallway. So join me in prayer, and then we'll help each other get helpings. Lord, we give you thanks for this day, for all that we've learned, all that we have understood, all that we've experienced. We give you thanks for all those who invest time and energy to train up our children in the way they should go. We pray for our children that they would uh, begin to understand and love you more and more. And that all those who participate in their training, in their teaching, that they would be blessed and that you would continue to guide them as you have. I pray, Lord, that you bless our time of fellowship and that we would strengthen each other and encourage one another in the Lord. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We are dismissed. <laughs>